what is up weirdos coming at you with another episode the show where it's weird to not be weird today of course we're having another social distancing episode but it's really special because we've had this fantastic collaboration with five of some of the best content creators in the fantasy industry out there so we're having them all on the show today and we're going to discuss this incredible collaboration of our top 12 that we all put together before we get started obviously you guys know our show for those who are just tuning in and haven't got to meet us we are a very weird fantasy if you're from the missouri area you may recognize our espn show now we have a podcast youtube anywhere we can find them like subscribe but it's not about us, it's about these incredible creators. First time joining us is Fantasy Mechanic. If you want to just give us a brief overview of where you're from, what you're all about, Mechanic, the floor is yours. Hey, Weird, thanks for having me on. I really mm-hmm. appreciate it. Um, so I'm Fantasy Mechanic. You can find me on Instagram at Fantasy underscore Mechanic, as well as on Twitter at FB Mechanic. Uh, born and raised in Philadelphia. I'm a diehard uh, Philadelphia Eagles fan. I'm actually a four for four Philadelphia sports fan. Uh, that's what we like to call ourselves around here. So we bleed green. Yeah, man. It, the other half of, of my host, his name is Jake. He is another diehard Philadelphia Philly fan. And he hates the Cowboys. We'll just say that. We'll, we'll, we'll have you on the show again when Jake is there. You guys will have a good time, you know, throwing batteries at people and whatnot. Um, we're going to go to run out the clock, top left. Tell us about yourself, my friend. Hey, man. Thanks for having me on the show. My name is Angelo. I'm with Run Out the Clock. Uh, Instagram page is Run Out the Clock Football Talk. Mm-hmm. And just like the rest of you guys, I got a passion for sports competing fantasy football and uh i've won a lot of leagues and so i you know from group chats to sitting at bars with my friends and Mm -hmm. and mixing it up back and forth you know we figured you know let's start a page and let's give our advice out there and and try to help some people win some leagues and and i'm sure that you have i mean you have some really great content and we really appreciate you coming on fantasy football limelight my dude back for a third time He's got a little cricket going on in the background. I'm loving this. It goes with the whole green limelight brand. I'm <laughs> digging it, my friend. Tell us again to help our listeners how to find you. Yeah, man. Uh, find me on Instagram at fantasyfootball.limelight. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Twitter at ff underscore limelight. Um, thanks for having me on here again, man. Uh, glad I get to join this show with a few of my favorite guys in the industry. Uh, appreciate you for having me, man. No, we are glad to have you. And Limelight hands the ball over to Candlestick. TCK, hit me. Yo, everybody. I'm Sky, host of the TCK pod, the Candlestick Kids. I'm currently residing in Eugene, Oregon, home of the Ducks, originally from the Bay Area. I am a 49er fan. Uh, We talked about that last time. I know we got some Niners-Rams situation going on here, but uh, (laughs) I'm really excited to to break this down. This was um, one of the more fun collabs I've ever been a part of. Um, I want to give a huge shout-out at the top of the program here to our man, Fantasy Mechanic, for knocking out these great graphics that you've all seen on IG and Twitter. Very nice job. Uh, Everybody on here has uh, excellent content. And uh, Weird, you all have a great program, too. This is my second time on, and it's always been a pleasure. So um, if you'd like to hear some of the Candlestick Kids breakdowns, you can find us on tckpod.com 
on Instagram at fantasy football underscore TCK pod and on Twitter at TCK underscore pod. Well, TCK, we had some of our followers specifically say, have that guy back on. You rock the show. We love your charisma. So speaking of which, give us some more of that charisma. Why don't you let us know what we did and kind of give us a brief synopsis of what's going on here. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate that. So really, this was a, a collaboration, as you mentioned, with uh, with five of us here. Um, and basically what we did is we broke down what we currently have. Of course, this is end of March, early April, mm-hmm. uh, our top 12. So essentially, if we were to draft an entire first round in PPR, this would be our top 12. So over 12 days, uh, we broke down each day the pick at that particular position. So, of course, we went 1 through 12, breaking down all five of them, which we had an absolute blast. Of course, the top couple were pretty similar, but after about the fifth pick, it got wacky quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so we saw a lot of diversity, and I just want to take a couple minutes to kick off here, and then I'll definitely turn it over to everybody else um, to get feedbacks. But I took the time to look at everybody's roster, everybody's 1 through 12 round, and I found a couple of uh, interesting trends that we had uh, as far as who drafted more running backs versus receivers. Uh, what are some players that didn't get picked very often? Who got picked by everybody uh, and so forth. So I'm just going to spend a couple minutes breaking that down uh, best I can. So uh, no surprise here. Um, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, Michael Thomas, and Devontae Adams. All of those players were picked between one and 12 by all five of us. So all five of us picked all of those guys. Nick Chubb was picked by everybody but myself. Uh, Derek Henry was picked by everybody but myself. Josh Jacobs was picked by everybody except for Weird and myself. And then Julio Jones and Chris Godwin were only picked by Weird and myself. And I was the only one to pick Tyreek Hill. So that's kind of a general breakdown of all the players that were mentioned and who picked them. And then just uh, six quick things here. Uh, Mechanic was the only one to choose Saquon Barkley over CMC at 101. Definitely want to talk about that reasoning. So the other four of us had CMC at one. Mechanic had Saquon. Uh, I was the only one to choose not Zeke or Dalvin at 103. I actually went with Michael Thomas there. Everybody else went with Dalvin Cook or Ezekiel Elliott. Weird was the only one not to have Michael Thomas as the wide receiver one. So I actually went with Devontae Adams at number one Mm -hmm. um, at 106 overall. And then uh, run, limelight, and mechanic went with nine running backs to three receivers to round out their 12. And Weird went with eight running backs to four receivers. And I went and even split six and six for our top 12. And as I mentioned, uh, the breakdowns, CMC, Saquon, Zeke, Dalvin, Kamara, Mixon, Thomas, and Adams were all picked by all five of us. And Chubb, Henry, Jacobs, Hopkins, Julio, Godwin, and Tyreek were picked by at least one account but not all five of us. So that's a a long-winded version of this was definitely a diverse 1 through 12, more diverse than I thought it would be really because when you look at mock drafts, it's pretty concise, Mm -hmm. but it was great to get in here with a bunch of different fantasy minds and and see the diversity. That wasn't long-winded at all. That was short-winded, if anything. I mean, there's so much stuff going on here, and I appreciate you kind of setting the table for the meat that's about to come. You mentioned something that's, Awesome. And it's a great way to transition to our first pick. You went back, you tossed the ball deep. We're going to send it over to Fantasy Mechanics. So as you mentioned, all of us chose CMC number one, with the exception of Fantasy Mechanic. 
perfect time. And what's your what's your reasoning for that, my friend? Well, first, I just want to thank Sky for that. That was an awesome breakdown of the work we all put in. Um, and just to, you know, uh, touch on something, I think it goes to show the diversity, how five of us, five different viewpoints in five different areas of the country may uh, view players. But as I said, I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. So to put Saquon as the number yeah. one is kind of tough to do. But I just believe with them bringing in a new coach, I think Evan Ingram's going to be healthy this year. I think Darius Slayton is going to be their number one receiver. Um, they, they have weapons. I think Danny Dimes starts to come into his own, and I think it's going to leave room for Saquon. I think Saquon Barkley, with the injury last year, I, I thought he could have been the RB1 at the end of last year, but the injury set him back. I just think he's ready to break out and take that number one spot from uh, Christian McCaffrey. No hate to Christian McCaffrey, but no, I just think Saquon's ready for it. That's, I mean, that is the reasoning for Saquon being number one. That's that's really the only explanation that it could be, and it's a good one. You mentioned something really neat, but Slayton being the number one run receiver. I'm not going to go into that right now, but I would love to break that down maybe in another episode because that's something that we have coming up uh, in next week. And so that's really good tidbit of information. So number two overall, obviously, Mechanic had CMC, number two, and we all had Barkley, right? And for the reasons why Mechanic broke it down, does anybody else have any other reasoning as to why that they think it's going to be a, a boom year for Saquon? Just go ahead and unmute yourself and talk. <laughs> I, I, was, I was actually going to go the other way and just do – I mean, not that – Christian McCaffrey needs mm -hmm. a bunch of stats to back up why he'd be number one. And honestly, you know, with mechanic, it's like, look, either one of these guys could dominate all the fantasy football. We saw that two years ago. They were actually tied in 2018 with 385 fantasy points, 24.1 PPR fantasy points a piece, both of them two years ago. The difference for me this year is uh, even Saquon's 13 games paced over 16 uh, at 18.8 .8 PPR fantasy points per game would have landed him roughly RB seven last year in six games. So even if we had a full Saquon at the pace he was at last year, still fell a little bit short to me. There's a lot of question marks in, in Carolina as well. CMC might even hold out. I know people don't want to hear that conversation, but it is a conversation. But if he doesn't play, I just I just don't see how it doesn't happen again. Blasphemer. I hate you so hard right now. If you talk that into existence, <laughs> I am coming to Oregon, and I'm going to punch you right in the Adam's apple. Run out the clock. You got yourself unmuted. Clearly, you want to say something. Yeah, I, I just want to piggyback off what, what Sky was talking about, stats with McCaffrey. This, to me, is the biggest no-brainer pick for a number one overall pick. Mm -hmm. uh, what's the biggest premium position in fantasy football? It's running back. Mm -hmm. Who is the best right now? It's McCaffrey. And, and here's a little something for you. 471 fantasy points. Do you know the last time that someone's even come close to that? You don't have to answer. I have it for you. 2006 with LaDainian Tomlinson. I mean, this is... There's no slowing down in sight. This is the guy. This is the clear number one pick. And uh, you know he's capable of putting up those kind of numbers. Yeah, they added a guy like Bridgewater, but he's not a, a downfield threat. Won't take anything away from him. He's the clear-cut number one pick. Mechanic? Yeah, no, I mean, I think something I, I left out uh, was the, the coaching change in Carolina as well. Matt Rule 
uh, going there to Carolina. He's more of a throw the ball around the field, not necessarily deep. I think that's why they took the Bridgewater route. I mean, you just look at him at his, his past college coach in at Temple and Baylor. Um, they, he kind of high flies. I mean, I, I still think McCaffrey is going to be up there, and I totally agree with you guys. I just mm-hmm. – I'm going against the grain. I think this is more of the year for Saquon. It's going to be his third season. If he comes in healthy, I think that 471 is reachable and obtainable for him. That's not against the grain. That's just that's preference. I mean, they are holding hands this year playing Red Rover, and let's see who breaks free. Limelight, what do you think on on, on CMC, my friend? Yeah, man, I've uh, I've got McCaffrey first overall for sure. Uh, just some numbers, man. He could have actually been a startable wide receiver if he's in the wide receiver position. Um, 116 receptions over 1,000 yards, 2,400 yards from scrimmage, 19 touchdowns. After a season like that, uh, I don't see how you can go away from him with the first pick. Uh, adding Bridgewater, as uh, Ron said, he, he doesn't throw the ball deep. That's the perfect complement for a guy like McCaffrey. He can dump it off short passes. McCaffrey will still be plenty involved in the passing game. Um, I'm loving McCaffrey. He's surefire, surefire number one pick for me. Um, but as you guys said, Saquon, I think Saquon is actually the most talented back in the league. But yeah. for fantasy purposes, I've got to go with McCaffrey. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, my theory is when it comes to that, so he had 471 points in PPR. So even if he comes down, it'd still be hard to – to supersede him. So in Carolina, their defense is worse this year. They're going to have to play catch up. And whenever they were playing catch up last year, there was a lot of dumps to, to CMC. Not only that, but they left a lot of points on, on the table because of their own turnovers. Bridgewater's not really that type of guy who's going to turn the ball over too much. So I think that there's a good chance that he sticks around 455. That's kind of what I have him projected at. And at 455 has a number one for me. And I am excited about, about Barkley this year. He is the best running back in the NFL in a system where I think they're going to be running. And so TCK. Just one more, uh, one more mention of how dominant he Christian McCaffrey actually was last year. Running back two was Aaron Jones of the Packers. He had 19 touchdowns as well. He racked up 314.8 PPR fantasy points, mm-hmm. but that was still 156 less than Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. So Christian McCaffrey was actually better than Aaron Jones and Duke Johnson combined last year. So we all know that the conversations are definitely not piling on mechanic by any means. Saquon could certainly do the same thing, frankly, and the Giants should be much better this year. Um, but if we had a, a you know replicate season, which I don't see having less, uh, frankly, um, in Carolina, uh, Christian McCaffrey could go bonkers again. So, Mechanic, do you have our list in front of you, all of them? No, I don't have I, – I have mine. I don't have uh, all five of them. Okay, right who do you got as number three, my bud? Zeke Elliott. Zeke, Limelight, who you got? You got Cook, I know. Devin Cook. Yeah. TCK? Michael Thomas. And Run. I got Zeke. And I have Dalvin. So that's pretty juicy. We'll let the we'll let the first ride receiver go first in breaking this down. TCK, why do you have Thomas number three overall? 
117 receptions over his first four seasons. He's increased his targets, receptions, and yards each year. He's averaged more than – now, this is important. This is why I put Michael Thomas, a receiver, above the running backs. And I know the arguments come on my way, and I'm more than happy to hear them. But okay. uh, this is why I made that move. Michael Thomas has averaged more than three-and-a-half PPR points uh, per game than Dalvin Cook, four-and-a-half more than Aaron Jones, five-and-a-half more than Zeke, and seven-and-a-half – more than his teammate Alvin Kamara per game. Those are the other players getting drafted around that 1-3 position. Mm -hmm. And Thomas outscored all of the running backs by at least 70 PPR points and outpaced wide receiver 2 Chris Godwin by 77 PPR points if you combine if you put them both out to 16 games a piece. Of course, Godwin went down uh, a couple weeks before the end of the season, and Michael Thomas played 15 himself. But even with that, Michael Thomas outpaced all those running backs by 7 PPR points. I understand the value of a running back, especially a pass catching bell cow running back that all of these guys are. I don't dislike any of them. Uh, they actually kind of run a chain after Michael Thomas. But if you're at that third position to set yourself apart, potentially at another position, Michael Thomas has got to be the guy, in my opinion. And that's a good talking point. So let me ask you a question. So you have him number three. Are you saying that you would draft him three? Or are you talking about him basically on your big board? So if, if he was available to you at 1-3, would you take him? Every time. Okay. Even though wide receiver is a little deep? Correct. And okay. I can break that down further, but I'd love to hear everybody else's oh. take first. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Run. Yeah. To me, there's it, I have the big three. I have mm -hmm. Christian McCaffrey, Barkley, and Zeke, and then everybody else after that. And – Ezekiel Elliott, it's just consistency. He's done it two years now at the, you know, the, the position that's a premium in fantasy football. And uh, I know I've heard a lot of talk about the notion that the Mike McCarthy hire is bad. I'd like to think the guy has learned his lesson after neglecting the running back position in Green Bay. And he's going to go ahead and he's got a workhorse running back that just got paid. Jerry Jones in his ear. They're going to be pounding the rock. Zeke is consistent. Tony Pollard. Maybe, you know, sometimes on passing downs, gets a series or two. But Zeke's the guy. That's that's the number three pick for me. Mechanic, he's yours too. Give us some more. Yeah, I mean, everything what Ron just said, but um, just the way I kind of look at it is I kind of try to foreshadow my second round. And for me, I kind of would rather have the, the, the one and two as like a Zeke and a Galladay as opposed to – a Michael Thomas and a, let's say Leonard Fournette or something like that. Who's going in that area in the second round. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's more uh, kind of like sky said, you know, or, or you said weird, I'm not sure, but the wide receiver pool is deep. And I kind of think God, I don't think Galladay will get on that level of Thomas, but I think Galladay is capable of outperforming Fournette. And I think Zeke is capable of outperforming Thomas or being within that range. So for me, it's kind of an overall team look as opposed to player versus player. So the three-dimensional look as opposed to two-dimensional. And I, I have a feeling that TCK is also looking at it from a three-dimensional. He might just be playing chess. And so limelight. So you have Cook. Why do you have Cook at number three? Yep. Yeah, man, I, uh, first of all, I feel like within your first few picks, three, four picks, uh, you have to go with one of the big four running backs. And for me, that's McCaffrey, Saquon, uh, Cook, and then Zeke. I like Cook better than Zeke myself. Personally, I just think the upside is there. I think he has more upside. Yes, Zeke is more consistent. Um, 
puts up great numbers year after year. But for me, upside, I just have to chase that upside with Cook. I feel like if you get Cook, uh, handcuff him with Madison, you can't go wrong there because if Cook goes down, in my opinion, Madison is a low-end RB1 also. Yeah. Madison is great. Um, so, yeah, with the wide receiver pool being so deep, you have to go running back. And like Mechanic said, you can grab Galladay in the second. I love Galladay having top seven. Wouldn't be surprised if he finishes higher than that. But uh, I've got to go Cook, man. He missed two games. And I know people argue about his injuries. He missed two games last season. There's a ton of players that miss two games every single year. One game, two games. I don't think the injury concern is as bad as it once seemed to be. Uh, I think he had uh, over 1,600 scrimmage with missing two games, um, 13 touchdowns, tons of upside. He's my number three over Zeke, even though I have them both neck and neck. Those two games were fantasy playoff games, though. That's one thing to consider. Cook is mine as well. Upside, pure volume. I mean, he literally has up to go. If he plays those full 16 games, heck, you have a good chance of, of at least coming in close to that championship. So, number four, I have Zeke Elliott. For the reasons that you guys all mentioned, I do have a modest trepidation regarding what's going to happen with McCarthy. Pollard is a good backup running back, and McCarthy is a fantasy butthead when it comes to that. But Zeke is consistent no matter what. He deserves the rock. TCK, hit me. All right, so I'm just going to break this down here real quick. Some of my reasoning has to do with this. Others just, just – um liking to zag when other people zig, I guess. Mm -hmm. But let me throw this at you. Okay, so we're at the pick three overall. So that's 103. Coming back around in the second round, that's 210. Mm -hmm. All right, based on last year's numbers, Michael Thomas had 367 points, 24 and a half per game. Zeke and Dalvin Cook averaged 287 and a half, 20 per game. So if we take Michael Thomas at three, coming back around current ADP, and I understand – we're in April and August. This shit could be totally up, upside down. Yeah. But currently, just ba basically numbers, don't worry about so much the name, but the numbers. Based on ADP, Michael Thomas at three. I'm coming back around in the second round looking for a running back. I'm looking at Aaron Jones, Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, Chris Carson. Those guys are averaging last year. That position rank um, was the RB10 to 12. That's 228 or 17.2 per game. That's a total of 595 points. If I go Zeke or Dalvin Cook, and then I look at a receiver, which is going to be a wide receiver two, coming back around, that's Evans, Cooper, Galladay, Allen. Wide receiver seven to 10 is 237, 15.8, 527. Again, it's a lot of information to basically say if you go Thomas and then a running back, based on last year, you're looking at 595 total in those two positions. Mm -hmm. If you go Zeke or Cook and then a wide receiver in the second round, you're looking at 527. That's a difference of 70 points right there in those two. So for me, there's a big difference of points per game, uh, five different per points per game, and then overall those 70 points. So, again, I'm not necessarily knocking Zeke or Cook at all. Sure. They're my next two guys, and I'm more than happy to talk all day about both of them. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, playing chess is a little bit a part of fantasy football. Mm -hmm. And, um, and if, you, if you're looking to make that move, I think Michael Thomas is that guy easy. And you can't argue with stats, but you can look at stats in a different way. If you look at the first two or even three rounds, you have X, Y, Z, 595 uh, points compared to whoever you have. But also, if you were to look at who you could get later on in the rounds for your wide receiver, you can make those up in, in the back end and go for a home run type of rookie running back. Again, strategy, there's no 
like proven way to win. It's a matter of being active and and choosing what you believe in and sticking true to it and not wavering. So you mentioned your fourth pick. Who's your fourth pick? And I think we've all discussed them, so we'll just kind of go through it real quick. I went with Dalvin Cook over Zeke by a nose. Mm-hmm. And run? Uh, after the big three, I that's where I'm looking to get an edge. Mm-hmm. That's where I selected Michael Thomas. Okay. And for the reasonings that TCK went through, I imagine as well. Well, yeah, like I said, I, I personally believe that those three running backs uh, are head and shoulders above the rest mm-hmm. uh, as far as consistency and uh, scoring capability. So the next logical thing is, is let's look at another position where I can have an edge on somebody else, and that's where I take Michael Thomas off the board. I love it. Mechanic? Yeah, I took Dalvin Cook at four right there, you know, along with uh, Sky did. And limelight? Yeah, I took Ezekiel. He was neck and neck with Dalvin. I just had to give Dalvin a slight edge. So, yeah, Ezekiel, my four. All right. So, we are four picks in. This is about the time where if you're enjoying this content, content, please hit the like button, subscribe, share. Write down the names of these gentlemen. Look up all of their websites. Look up their Instagrams. Look up their podcasts if they have them. Like, subscribe, and share. Number five, fifth. Who you got, CCK? I went with Zeke, and I've got Dalvin over Zeke. Uh, even with the uh, with the injury concerns, the same thing. That Mike McCarthy situation, I am taking a little bit more seriously right now. Before we get into actual camp, um, just one quick thing on that: Mike McCarthy's rushing attacks were 29th, 27th, and 32nd over his last three years with the Packers. He did have Eddie Lacy as RB six back-to-back years, believe it or not. Uh, many moons ago, but but um, hasn't happened recently. And also, there's not as many mouths to feed in in, uh, in Minnesota as there are in Dallas. So for that reason, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take take the chance on Dalvin Cook by a nose. But TCK, he's an analytics guy now. Come on. He, he spent that whole year studying tapes. Run. Who you got? Number five. All right. Number five. I... I get back into the running back conversation. I like Dalvin Cook about his injury. I'm going to switch on mute real quick. Uh, Run, we're having a little bit of issues. Uh, Hold on. Let's go to mechanic real quick. Yeah, at five, this is the spot where I took Michael Thomas at five. Um, It's just, as Ron said and we've talked about, I think, you know, those top four running backs in in CMC, Saquon, Mm -hmm. Cook, and Zeke are just, for me, is a must-have at those top four positions, and Michael Thomas is hands down the number one receiver. I think I know there's only one of us in this five pack that disagrees with that. Though. Some say he's weird. Limelight, who you got? Uh, yeah, I took Michael Thomas also. As mechanic said, you got to take them top four running backs for me. Uh, but yeah, Michael Thomas hands down wide receiver one. You have to take him first, just based off volume alone. Um, 185 targets. 149 receptions. Those are just insane numbers. Um, you have to go with a guy like that. Um, he had nine touchdowns, which I'm a little surprised he didn't have more with all the volume he got. Mm-hmm. Still, just based off the targets and receptions, nobody else came close. I think the wide receiver two, as far as – well, not wide receiver two, but the second most targeted receiver had 30 less targets. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just – there's a huge gap in there. Volume alone, and I've always said that in fantasy football – opportunity 
is the number one thing, opportunity. So, um, yeah, I had to go Michael Thomas with my fifth pick. All right. It looks like uh, we might be having some issues. Hey, Run, can we? Can you uh, give us some verbiage? You're losing your screen. Let's see if you're still here. Well, maybe not. So I'm going to introduce to this list Alvin Kamara. I truly do believe that Kamara is going to have a bounce back season. We know what we're going to get from him. We know we're going to get his 80 catches, 81 he's had for each and every year that he's been in the NFL. Last year, he says that he was injured and he had some injuries nagging him the whole year. But I got to say, whenever we have a bad lovemaking session, we always say, yeah, baby, I wasn't feeling all that good, too. So take that with a grain of salt. But I do believe that I don't think that Michael Thomas is going to get as much volume this year. You have Emmanuel Sanders on the other end. Thomas definitely makes my list. But with Alvin Kamara, I think on the up, more rushing for Kamara. I think that is why I don't have Michael Thomas as my number one wide receiver. Uh, real quick, run you there. All right, well, let's go ahead and move on. So, uh, actually, TCK, who does he have as his number five? I got you. One second. Let me let me get there. Dial back here. Run has number five. He's got Dalvin Cook as well. Same idea. I mean, everybody so far has basically gone um, all running backs. Mm -hmm. uh, weird. It looks like you went five running backs. Everybody else went with the big four, quote unquote, and then threw Michael Thomas in there somewhere. So as of right now, we're all pretty much on the same page. Uh, I think after this next pick or two, that's when it gets wacky. It's about to get weird. So uh, run while you're there. Why don't you read all of us? Why don't you let all of us know our number six selections? Cool. You got it. All right. Number six. Uh, weird went with Adams, of course. Now we're going to have to make that case of uh, over Michael Thomas, which we heard a little bit, but we can definitely have you do that again. Mm -hmm. uh, run went with Derrick Henry. So Derrick Henry's first appearance here. Alvin Kamara for Limelight. Mechanic went with Chubb, and I went with Alvin Kamara as well. All right, so Mechanic, why do you take Chubb, number six? Uh, for me, Chubb, the, the Chubb thing, I think it has more to do with another coaching change and Stefanski had in there. Mm -hmm. um, I just seen what he did with Dalvin Cook last year in Minnesota, and I can't, I, I know the, the Kareem Hunt aspect scares a lot of people away from Chubb, mm -hmm. but Chubb, I, I, I'm a Georgia Bulldogs fan as far as college. I watched the kid in college. I watched his nasty injury, and I watched him bounce back uh, from it. So I've been a Chubb fan. So there may be a little bit of bias here, but I just think this kid's ready to play. He's tough. He's physical. He catches the ball. He runs between the tackles. He's elusive. Um, and like I said, the coaching change, I think, will help Chubb. And I think they're going to look to take the, the, the throwing away from Baker Mayfield a little more this year. Mm -hmm. And they will look to hand the ball off more. Um, so for me, Chubb's there. Uh, probably could have slid him back a little bit. But as I said, I'm a little more bold than most people. So Chubb at six works for me. I like it. Anthony, we have you in. So number six, who do you have, my friend? Run. Oh, by the way, Run's name is Anthony. So hit us, buddy. We're going to give him a second. A candlestick, who do you got for number six? Yeah, no problem. I want my man, my man, AK41. Yo, Alvin Kamara is one of my favorite players in the entire NFL uh, in general. But um, I, I went with him at six here. Uh, he played to 75%, as you mentioned. 
last year, and uh, Alvin Kamara at seventy five percent still better than half of the, half of the players in the league. So I'll take it. Uh, he did half. miss those two games. Right there, you go. Oh, maybe that that upper echelon. Uh, he missed two games, but he was still on pace for hundred targets and eighty receptions for the third straight season. Uh, and he saw his touchdowns drop from thirteen as a rookie to eighteen in two thousand eighteen to just six last year. That's definitely going to bounce back. I think he gets back to double digits. Once he does that, he'll be just fine. The only concern, and I love Alvin Kamara, hundred percent Alvin Kamara. He's in the same conversation with Dalvin Cook and Zeke, in my personal opinion. Um, but I'm a little bit worried about Latavius Murray, who nobody talks about as a handcuff because he's kind of his own running back in, in his own right. Alvin Kamara missed two, week, uh, two weeks last week, mm-hmm. week seven and week eight. In those weeks, Al- <laughs> Latavius Murray smashed. Week seven, 32 total touches, 150 total yards and two touchdowns. Week eight, 30 total touches, 157 total yards and two touchdowns. So Alvin Kamara has been RB3, 4, and 11 so far. I think he's top six again this year. I'm not worried about him. But if I get Alvin Kamara, I'm definitely going to be grabbing Latavius Murray, who I think most people just don't even think about. And I may take a little bit of a ribbon for this, but I took Adams as my number six and my number one wide receiver off the board. The reason why I took him, when he came back, we realized that Aaron Rodgers only had eyes for him. And frankly, I believe in the system that he is in. He's the perfect wide receiver for We've seen him be number one in 2018, which since Michael Thomas is neck and neck for me, I believe with Alvin Kamara going up, with Emmanuel Sanders getting a little bit more of those targets, Jared Cook is still there. Um, you had Drew Brees a year older. I think that Adams is going to be my number one guy. They are holding hands, limelight. Who you got as number six? Let's go 45 seconds or less. <laughs> yeah, number six, I got Alvin Kamara. Uh, I was huge on him for 2019. I actually had him my number one ranked player. And as we all saw, that didn't pan out. But uh, still, he, after missing a couple games, uh, massive drop in touchdown production, he still finished as RB9 in PPR, still yep. top 10. He's still an elite talent. Um, a lot of people think he might dip in value just because Emmanuel Sanders came to town. I actually think that helps him a little bit. Um, you have Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders in the wide receiver core. That's going to open up lanes for Alvin Kamara to not only run, but dump offs, screen games. you got defense focused on them guys. Mm-hmm. I, I think Alvin Kamara is going to eat. And uh, for me, he barely edged out Nick Chubb. Very good. Anthony, can you hear us? Uh, TCK, who you, who does he have at number six? I'm going to take you off mute here, buddy. Sorry about that, family. Uh, he definitely has – he has Derrick Henry here at number six, uh, which I wanted to hear about because actually um, I'm one of the, the, the lone horse that doesn't have Derrick Henry mm-hmm. in the top 12, let alone the top six. So I'm going to save my take on all that and give respects to, to Run going with his – uh, take and obviously, I mean Henry's a beast. I just I got my reasons there, especially in PPR. So unfortunately, if, if uh, run is not on, uh, maybe we'll skip to seven. Let's skip to seven. Why don't you give us your seventh, TCK? You got it. All right, I actually went with Tay Adams as well, man. I'm mm-hmm. uh, I am with you, and actually, uh, limelight. Who you got at number seven? Yeah, number seven. I went Nick Chubb. Um, I got a lot of heat for putting Nick Chubb this high mm-hmm. whenever I posted it. Um, but, hey, 
here's my thing, man. A lot of people want to say, hey, Kareem Hunt, this, Kareem Hunt, that. Well, I, I did some stack digging. And uh, so Chubb averaged 19 carries per game without Hunt. With Hunt, he still averaged 18 carries per game. Mm -hmm. So the opportunity didn't change at all, not even a little bit. The thing is, he, he dropped down in touchdown production the second half of the season, and that wasn't due to Hunt either. That was due to – there was a bunch of times he got down to the goal line and got stuffed. He had opportunity. And like I said, opportunity is everything. He had the opportunity. It just so happened, coincidentally, he got stopped at the goal line, but had nothing in relevance to Hunt. S scenario change. Different change in scenarios. The games were different towards the end of the season. Uh, TCK, why don't you give us your, your pick again? We lost you a little bit there. Yeah, sorry if I chopped up there. I went with Devonte Adams as well, and mm -hmm. and uh, I was I was mentioning that uh, I almost put him ahead of Alvin Kamara, but I had to put Kamara up there uh, with the healthy. You know, basically the, Devonte Adams was a monster before he got that turf toe. And then he came back and he had two humongous playoff games: yeah. eight for one sixty and two versus Seattle, and nine for one thirty eight versus San Francisco. Wide receiver six in PPR um, points per game. I think he's just fine. All right, Ron, I think that we, I see that you're connected and you're good to go. Give us what you got for number seven. Just making sure you guys can hear me, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, unfortunately, my computer, we had an issue. I okay. don't have the list in front of me because I had it on my phone. So someone could enlighten me who I took at number seven and I can <laughs> speak on it. I got you, brother. All right, actually, before we get to seven, now that you're back, man, let's dial it back for you really quickly. You took Derrick Henry at six. I didn't take Derrick Henry in, in any of my 12, actually. Can you quickly give us Derrick Henry? And then he went with Kamara at seven. Yeah, I know he's not popular because he ain't a PPR guy. But it, I don't think there's a safer workload in the league right now. Uh, I mean, d can you guys even name who the backup running back is in Tennessee? I can't. The, the guy is just a stud. And he's going to get, you know, they know what works. They're going to pound the football. Uh, he's good enough to, to face big fronts from the defense's and uh, he's a guy that's just going to rack up the fantasy points. I, I do want to mention that he did almost uh, double his targets from the previous year in the passing game. Uh, so there's a little light at the end of the tunnel there in the PPR aspect. But the guy's just a workhorse back. I, I think I think 1,500 yards and double-digit TDs could be the norm from him from now on. He may not be a PPR guy, but he is a guy guy. That guy's a man. So number, <laughs> number seven, you have... You have Kamara, Kamara. Kamara, so can you give us 30 seconds or less as to why you chose Kamara at number seven? Yeah, real quickly, uh, obviously it, it didn't pan out for him last year. Uh, mm -hmm. I think he missed around two games due to injury. Mm -hmm. uh, but make no mistake, the, the guy's a stud. That is a PPR stud. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Saints will go – they will lean on him. Uh, Latavius Murphy worries me a little bit, but, you know, that reflects in his price in the first round. That's yeah. why I have him grouped with the, with the second tier of backs – uh, after the big three, and, and Kamara should have a good bounce back season. And Limelight, who you got at number seven? Uh, yeah, number seven, I had Nick Chubb. And uh, like I said, uh, his his workload didn't really change at all when Kareem, Kareem Hunt came back from injury. Uh, or not injury, you know what I meant. Um, his workload stayed the same. Mm -hmm. One less carry, opportunity was still there. I don't think Kareem Hunt is much to worry over. And from a stat perspective, uh, Nick Chubb only had 40 less yards and five less attempts for the entire season than Derrick Henry did. He was rushing later, so he, he gets opportunity. Dude's a man. Mechanic. We got at seven. I had Kamara. Uh, all, 
you know, basically the same reasons why Run said. I don't, I don't want to take up too much time on that, but just like Run said, and as Sky pointed out, you know, last year was kind of you know a down year because of the injury. So I'm willing to throw that out and give him a shot there at seven. That's right, and we appreciate you guys. This is the first segment of our one through show. We went one through seven today with fantasy mechanic, limelight, fantasy football limelight, run out the clock, TCK pod, the candlestick kids. Tune in for the next episode, and we're going to continue what we're talking about. Again, this is a very weird fantasy. Like, subscribe, share.